Welcome. You're listening to The Sacristy, a podcast where we seek to learn, discuss, and exalt in the faith delivered once for all to the saints, as it has been passed down in the Anglican tradition. I'm Father David Bumstead, rector of Emmanuel Episcopal Church in the Audubon Park neighborhood of Orlando, Florida. And I'm joined by my exhausted co-host. Father Matthew Ainsley, the vicar of All Souls Episcopal Church in Horizon West, Florida. We're real priests with real jobs in real churches, and service times are in our bio. We'd love for you to join us for worship if you're ever in town. Yes, we would. Now, we are coming to you this week in celebration of a major event in the life of, I think, our diocese, but certainly in the life of our dear brother priest, Father Matt. What happened this past weekend, Father? We had, on All Saints Sunday, this past Sunday, November 3rd, our inaugural service as All Souls Episcopal Church. So you notice the introduction was a little bit different. Yeah. Because we've been saying, coming soon, forever, it feels like, and now it's here. Now it's here. And it was a glorious day. Yeah. Uh, For those listening who have, you know, perhaps wondered, you know, what is this going to look like? I think you'll be... uh, Thrilled to hear more about All Souls, um, and if you follow Father Ainsley on Instagram at All Souls FL, uh, you'll see some great uh, pictures from the service. And of course, if you uh, follow us on Instagram at the Sacristy Podcast, you'll have seen us. Uh, shameless up, plug. Shameless plug. Uh, but also, you'll have seen um, us actually um, picking up the altar from our friend's house where it was built. Uh, the family's. Uh, the family Grasso uh, put us to get put together Father Matt's altar, and it's really, really awesome. Yeah, his company is Oak Paper Scissors, which is an amazing name. Yeah, kind of a play on rock paper scissors, of course. And I don't think he had ever built an altar. He's an experienced woodworker, and I know I'm biased. This altar could be in the side <laughs> chapel of a cathedral. It it's, really could. It's gorgeous. It's gorgeous. Yeah, it's and so I'm, amazing. It exceeded all expectation. So if you need an altar, call them. <laughs> I don't know if they have time to do it, but... <laughs> you might not like that plug. <laughs> but great work there, and uh, really happy to have a fellow Episcopalian step up and help expand the church. Yes, indeed. Uh, so what we want to do today is really, we're, we're calling this our All Souls Launch Special. So we're going to talk about All Souls as a parish with the, with the vicar who's right, right in front of me. But before we do that, um, let's pray and then talk just a real quick bit through uh, the calendar, and then we'll get on track. The Lord be with you. And with thy spirit. Let us pray. O God, whose blessed Son was manifested that he might destroy the works of the devil and make us children of God and heirs of eternal life, grant us, we beseech thee, that having this hope we may purify ourselves even as he is pure that when he shall appear again with power and great glory, we may be made like unto him in his eternal and glorious kingdom, where with thee, O Father, and thee, O Holy Ghost, he liveth and reigneth ever, one God, world without end. Amen. Amen. Oh, love that colic. Pretty amazing. Yeah, it's so great. Oh my gosh. It's one of those ones that, you know, it's it doesn't have the kind of purchase in my memory as it really ought to. Um, but hopefully this year I'll remember, oh man, proper 27, that's my jam. It really is. It conjures up images for me of 
Abba Anthony fighting Satan yeah, in the wilderness. Totally. It's yeah. epic. That's awesome. <laughs> well, really quickly, looking over the next uh, couple weeks in the church calendar, uh, tomorrow, uh, as we record this, it's uh, November 5th. Uh, so I hope you all had a lovely All Hallows Tide. I know we did. Um, tomorrow being November 6th, the church remembers William Temple, Archbishop of Canterbury, during the Second World War. On November 7th, Willibrord, Archbishop of Utrecht, who is a missionary to the Low Countries and bishop. Um, let's see. On Monday, November 11th, the church remembers St. Martin, who is a bishop of Tours in France. Excuse me, in France. On Tuesday, November 12th, the church remembers Charles Simeon, who was an important priest in the uh, in the um, Church of England in the mid 19th century. On November 14th, the church remembers the event, the consecration of Samuel Seabury, the first American bishop. So we like that. Yeah. <laughs> Which is a, sort of a fun day to preach for people who have kind of no idea what we're talking about when we talk about the origin of the Episcopal Church. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and then finally on September, uh, excuse me, uh, on Saturday, November 16th, uh, the church remembers Margaret, the Queen of Scotland from the 11th century. So yeah, that should keep us through mid-November. Okay. Well. Yes, Father. <laughs> I think Father Father Matt saw that, uh, that Father David was very tired out, coming out of All Hallows Tide and was like, why are we here? Why are we... Just go take a nap, uh, but I said, "But Father Matt, your, your work is so important, and so I really want to. I really want to talk about it." I appreciate that, because um, just sort of as an aside, as his friend uh, and fellow podcaster, uh, I couldn't be prouder of Father Matt. I mean, it's so cool, guys. I hope that you, if you're listening to this, do find a way to see some of the pictures. Uh, just a couple of things before you get into it. Okay. Father Matt doesn't have a building yet. You know, Father Matt's mass is being celebrated in a place that is not necessarily quite set aside for the worship of Almighty God. It has a completely other, it has another vocation. and School cafeteria. School cafeteria. And so Father, Father Matt really, you know, praying in this place. Uh, and we believe that, that God, you know, gave him this place in which to say the mass. There's a there's a, a, a harmony of, of of creation doing what creation should be doing even in this kind of you know school cafeteria. So when you see the pictures, you'll see it looks like a school cafeteria, but it has this awesome altar and altar rail and priest <laughs> and people, and it's it's so cool. I just love the image of it so much. Yeah, I think if you look just at the makeshift sanctuary, it it really looks like a church. It looks awesome. And another cool thing is how they build schools now they do these cafetoriums mm -hmm. i know a word that should not have been invented yeah, it's the it's cafeteria and an auditorium but the lunch tables break in half and become benches yeah and they look like pews they look, which yeah. is exactly what we wanted absolutely it's also from a logistical standpoint if you've ever been a part of a church plant you don't have to haul in and set up chairs every week which is laborious mm -hmm. to say the least and so a huge blessing and um well we'll get to this i don't mean to uh, to steal your thunder father but uh from me to you across the table oh man i'm so excited yeah and then i'll go ahead and take this opportunity to say this because i was going to say this as a matter of course and 
this very prestigious interview <laughs> is that I could not have done this without Father David Bumstead. Oh, stop. I literally asked him like 400 questions a day about all different kinds of things, whether liturgical, pastoral, and he, he's been a huge help and support and uh, his parish as well, Emmanuel Episcopal Church, and really so many uh, priests and churches coming out of the woodwork really proud of the diocese of central florida and the wider church and the wider church it's just yeah. been incredible it's been overwhelming it's almost been annoying there's so many people <laughs> that want to help i don't even have time to respond to them to tell them how they can help yeah and so we're really really blessed it's As a good say, problem to it, have it's, i'm overwhelmed by it actually it's a team effort you know i mean all of us who uh, have had a chance to meet Father Matt and get to know him and get to know his family and know the heart for the gospel that he has. You can't help but like I want to help. I mean, you just wanna you just wanna do something. And so, um, it's it's uh, it's our honor. I know it's my honor as your friend and brother priest. But for the rest of the church, I mean, it's I just once you know what's happening, it's so exciting. So let's let's actually talk about it. Um, the name of the church is All Souls Episcopal Church. Yes. The, the handle on Instagram is All Souls FL, correct? Yes. At All Souls FL. The website is allsoulsfl.org or .com. It'll or forward com. you to .org. Nice. We'll actually repeat those at the end, by the way, because um, we're good podcasters. Tell me about the call to plant this new church. Tell me about that process just a little bit, perhaps. I was actually reluctant to do this, which is probably a good thing. Mm -hmm. If someone's super eager to plant a church, it's kind of like our earlier conversation today. It's like someone being super eager to be a bishop. Right. Something's probably wrong or they're yeah. probably naive about what goes into doing that. It's that you could say the same thing about being a priest, really. Yeah, it's something you're called to do. If you don't have a little bit of Jonah in you where you want to yeah. you want to run to Tarsus, right? The right. other way, then we joyfully respond to a call. Right? Yes. And so I was, when this opportunity came to the forefront, I was really comfortable where I was at. Mm -hmm. Been an assistant for the last few years at Church of the Ascension. Love the church, love the priests there, love the people. And I had been a part of a church plant before and knew what it took. And I just, didn't think I was interested in that. And plus becoming Anglican, going from being like Baptist non-denom to being like really an Anglo-Catholic, went in a show to house. Right. It was a huge transition for my family. Sure. And my family had some stability and I had some stability. I'm not like putting it all on them. And, you know, really the first couple of times I'm like, no, I don't think I want to do that. And then our canon for vocations we've had on this podcast mm -hmm. one point he's like hey we're gonna do this we feel called to do this you know take 30 days and pray about it sure and so then i really began to talk to people you know i talked to you about it mm -hmm. i kind of went to all my different you know sources of wisdom i remember that meeting very well actually and uh it, yeah i remember almost everything about that day we met at a at a um, little sandwich spot around the corner from where we're recording in uh, Windermere, Florida. And um, 
<laughs> Father Matt goes, I think I'm being called to plant a church. And I'm like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> so as I you know, sought wisdom in a multitude of counselors and prayed about it, just everyone was kind of affirming that yeah. God was in this. Mm-hmm. A big one was talking to my wife because I thought I'd mention to mention it to her. Because you know she's someone she wants to nest, she wants to settle mm-hmm. in and put down roots, and that's a good thing. Absolutely. And she she had put down roots at the Church of the Ascension yeah. and still loves this loves that church with all of her heart. And when she responded, yeah, I think we really need to pray about doing this. That could be exciting. That was a big thing. Yeah. And then when I went to uh, my boss at Church of the Ascension and we have a good enough relationship that I can talk about other opportunities without fear of being fired. Yeah. <laughs> not everyone, a, not everyone has blessing. that luxury. Yeah, that's a real blessing. <laughs> Especially in the business world. Sure. And he, I just said, you know, what do you think I should do? And he said, I think you should do it and if you do it we'll help you do it yeah and church of the ascension planted all souls in concert with the church of the messiah which planted church of the ascension right. so they're our grandmother so to speak and then with the support of the diocese as well and it's just been obvious at every step that the lord's in it and wanted us to do this and that's mm-hmm. why i did it because if you try to do something like this, I mean, if you just try to live the Christian life period in your own strength, it's not going to go that well. Right. There needs to be a sense of calling because God has to do the work. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Uh, and well, real quick, it's not, it's uh, I'm just so curious. And maybe just tell us a little bit about, um, you know, you said that you worked in a church plant before. Like, tell, tell us about how, that experience is helping you as you plant in this tradition. Cause I think that was a non-denom. Correct? Yes. So tell us how that non-denom experience as a church planter has helped you as you plant in, in the fullness of the, of the Anglo Catholic tradition, you know, how, it, <laughs> I guess that we could ask another, ask it in other ways, how is God using that for your new mi- mission? I think it was helpful. I mean, having been a part of it, I wasn't like the lead pastor or anything like sure. that. But but having been a part of it, I, I had an understanding of just what it takes in terms of the amount of work. Mm-hmm. So that initially gave me a sense of trepidation. Kind of like, well, I don't, do I want to do that? Yeah. But I think it prepared me. And one of the things, there, there's a million things I could say, but one of the things that it prepared me for is I think it taught me that you cannot ride the highs and lows. If you're living for Sunday in the sense of, were there a lot of people there? Were they excited? And you're really high when you have a good Sunday and then you, you know, people don't show up. They all go on cruises and right. it's you and your family. And you kind of, because in church planning, you really feel those ups and downs. Sure. I know all churches do. Yeah. But when you're starting with a smaller group, you really feel it yeah, because right. it might be like half your people aren't there. Right. And just not to do that and just to give yourself over to, I call it the holy grind. Sure. Just be faithful. Do your best. P90X, right? Tony Horton. (laughs) Do your best and forget the rest. 
say your prayers, read your Bible, love your people, say the mass, and leave the results up to God. I know that sounds like so trite, but I think in our day and age, we underestimate the effectiveness of quiet, stable, faithful ministry. Not that I've attained to that right. because I'm a broken person, but I want to grow into that right. and just continue to offer myself to the Lord to be his vessel and his vicar for this ministry. That's excellent. Thank you. So it begs the question, um, why, Father Matt, uh, did you decide to call the church all souls? Well, I was going to call it St. Matthew's, but I thought that would be a little narcissistic. I really struggled with the name because there were a lot of names that were already taken in the diocese or maybe used two or three times. Yeah. And I was yeah. really trying to think, okay, what, what should we call it? And initially I got the idea from another priest in the diocese, Father Cameron McMillan. We were at a clergy conference. This is like two years ago. He says, sure. why don't you call it All Souls? Yeah. And so initially it was just, I liked how it sounded. That's not a super spiritual reason. Like, <laughs> that sounds awesome. Yeah. It's like, sounds like you're back in the old country in England. Sure. It sounds Catholic because it is a Catholic name, mm -hmm. a Catholic feast. <laughs> yeah. For sure. Uh, commemoration. And that felt like that fits with what we're doing. Mm -hmm. It's going to be an Anglo-Catholic parish. We're going to talk about the vision in a second, I'm sure. And there were just so many neat connections because, and I'm still learning all these connections. Like as we're coming off our podcast with Dr. Hans Borsman, the beatific vision, and how important, like we were made for God to see God. So what does that make you think of in terms of the soul? What does it profit a man if he gains the whole world and loses his soul? We live in this nominalistic, materialistic age where we're so this worldly focused and maybe we can call people to, hey, this is not all there is. Yeah. And there's the center of the human person is perhaps being neglected in our day and age. There, there's so many uh, neat things with that. But I think that's really, really the heart of it. Some of it is signaling the Catholic identity of the parish, the, the ancient, the traditional. Sure. But it's really that, you know, we're about that. Yeah. That we we want to gain Jesus rather than the whole world. Yeah. Yeah. And our job is the care of souls. Right. And, so, and so it's like, it's like the focus of, the parish priest. Yeah. Uh, when, when father Matt was dialing down, you know, he had a, a short list of names, but when he would describe his process, that what, what really attracted me about his process was that he was particularly is particularly mindful of the pastoral element of, well, I mean, you know, the all souls kind of refers to the communion of the saints and, you know, having just gone through an All Souls service, we know that it is like tremendously pastorally helpful. Um, and so the idea of this parish being present in a community 
being a beacon for people to recognize that they have one, like mm-hmm. they have a soul, uh, and that um, and it needs to be cared for, I think is is um, profoundly exciting, um, and I hope compelling to the neighborhood. Uh, but noting how many people came on Sunday, I think I think it's I think it's, it is. Uh, he had many people come on Sunday, so uh, very exciting. And he's right because the next question is actually, what is your vision for All Souls as a parish? And 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 let me dial down a little bit more because um, one of the things that Father Matt is is uh, to the great to the to the cheer of many many of our colleagues, he has this great tagline. Uh, for for the parish as he's you know put out Instagram posts and media and t-shirts and stuff like that he said under the under the 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 name of the parish we have a brand new old church I just love that so much Um, so with that in mind what what's your vision for all souls well it's brand new in that it just started but it's (laughs) it's old it's ancient you know sometimes when people are like you know, you're starting a church. I'm like, no, I'm I'm not starting a church. Yeah. <laughs> you know, Jesus Jesus started a church. Right. And people say, you know, what's your identity? What's your vision? I'm like, my identity is that of the body of Christ. My vision is the vision that God has for the church and for the world. So it's not we're making this like like I'm curating a church to sort of suit my own spiritual palette if you will right like there's a sense in which we've inherited again the faith delivered once for all to the saints and i just really wanted to press into that classically anglican and catholic identity that what we believe of course that we're creedal that we have continuity with the ancient church in terms of in terms of our doctrine but that we also have continuity with the ancient church in terms of our praxis and our liturgy because orthodoxy and orthopraxy go together. And one of the things that brought me into the Anglican tradition is just that sense of reverence and holiness in the worship. Mm-hmm. Same. In the Old Testament in particular, you read over and over so-and-so ministered before the Lord. So-and-so ministered to the Lord. Like Our worship when we gather is for God's glory, of course, the edification of the church and for the life of the world. Right. And so it's God-centered and God-focused. And I really wanted to press into that, that we're not here to be entertained. We're not here to have to be satisfied in a in a hedonistic sense mm-hmm. we're we're here to be satisfied with the only thing that can satisfy us and that's God himself and i'm not going to put myself in the position of a marketer i'm not going to put the parishioners in the position of consumers i'm not selling them anything right and so we're, we're here to okay psalm 96:9 worship the lord in the beauty of holiness and that has really guided my liturgical vision and just saying okay it's if it's a brand new old church then we're gonna err on the side of tradition and i I don't think it's an error at all it's probably not the best way to put it so 
And a lot of this come at, came out of conversations with you because you really forced me to flesh this out. So, mm. Father Matt, like, what does that mean? So you're saying write one? Are you say, are you going to chant? Mm. Are you going to face the cross, eastward facing celebration? And the answer to all those questions is yes. And I just and it, again, um, it's it's out of a sense of calling and joy. There's not a shred of this in our brand new old church of we're doing it right. Everyone else is doing it wrong. It's just the sense that this is what we're called to. And we believe this is the right thing. Right. And we're going to be really excited about what God's calling us to. Right. And what we're emphasizing. It's not about disparaging people that aren't doing it and saying, well, you know, they're Father Matt is referring to um, this thing in in our church and 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 really in between churches and, and all over the world that once we make a decision about how we want to do it, some people see that many times as an inherent critique of the things that have come before. But I think what you're saying, Father Matt, and if I could say that, I mean, both of us as a podcast is that like we make choices. Right, liturgically, spiritually, practically in our in our life in Christ. But we hope that what, what these things do are, are really just honest uh, outpourings of, of our life in Christ to the world as we meet it in the service and as we meet it uh, outside the service. That when we when we are drawing into the, the fullness of the Catholic tradition and Anglicanism, we want this to be a positive move not to say well the things we did before were bad because uh, we don't believe that well I don't anymore but <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah um, oh, well so I'm going to do that thing that, that you just said I did do uh, which is well what does that mean so we've talked about the liturgical side uh, in just a couple of, of, of minutes or uh, what what does that mean to be a brand new old church in Horizon West Florida I mean, besides offering people the ancient worship of the church, the mm -hmm. ancient uh, beliefs of the church, I think it's also giving them an opportunity for rootedness. Mm -hmm. Like we live in the day of the atomized individual, where like a sense of identity, a sense of what's right and wrong, or really trying to attach yourself to a way of life, I think is really difficult to find uh, in our world. And one of the interesting things about Horizon West is because it's being developed with this philosophy called new urbanism, sure. which is like, let's make neighborhoods scalable and people size. And so it's village style communities that have town centers in the middle of neighborhoods and that old school town feel in a way. And part of what I'm saying is, okay, they're hearkening back to what they think is was a good way of life that yeah. you know your neighbors and you're around and you don't necessarily have to get in a car to go everywhere and perhaps we're saying well what about something not just old but something ancient mm -hmm. something eternal grounds you in the way of life which is Jesus Christ uh, himself and I think the Anglican parish model is is just uniquely suited to be a neighborhood church mm -hmm. and if people have a desire to 
be a part of something that's reverent, that's awe-inspiring, that emphasizes the holiness and the greatness of God, and that gives them an opportunity to be rooted in something bigger than themselves or something more stable than the opinions they find on Reddit or Facebook, <laughs> then invited and welcome to come. Mm-hmm. And all, all are welcome to come, of course, but I think it'll serve the neighborhood well. Yeah. And I think, you know, uh, I, I, the, the community that I, that I work in is one of the, the is one of these, um, kinds of communities. It's a, it's a, so I have a neighborhood church and one of the things that's exciting about that is the opportunity to work for the common good. Um, well, sort of, you know, doing your own thing. You know, in a sense on Sundays, like, of course, everybody's always welcome. And of course, you would want people from the neighborhood to be present in your parish and worshiping with with the people of God. And, 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 and that is, you know, a prime importance to us as priests. But there's a sense in which a neighborhood church is uniquely able to meet the needs of neighborhoods. Sure. And that's the parish model, which you do a great job of walking a beat, of meeting the people in the neighborhood, of pastoring them, even if they never darken the doors of your church you just feel a sense of responsibility that god's called me to this particular neighborhood and yes how can we you know encourage the schools yeah. how can we serve in the community and how can we get to know people in the neighborhood for the common good so let's have a neighborhood where people like each other and, yeah right and trust each other even if they don't all believe the same or think the same or, or vote the same, which they won't. They won't. Especially yeah. in Orlando, yeah, which is like, like the weirdest place in the world. <laughs> yeah. You know, you, you just never so know. Diverse, yeah. yeah, you never know what you're going to get. Yeah. You know, as an aside, you know, I've been in Orlando <laughs> since 2008. If someone's like, okay, tell me about an Orlando person. <laughs> oh my it's gosh. an impossible test. Yeah, what would you and say? And I love yeah. Orlando. I think it's an underrated town. Absolutely. Especially, you know, the food scene, all that kind of stuff. But it's people from all over, and you just never know what you're going to get. You never know. It's very yeah. different than growing up in Virginia. It's like, okay, I kind of know someone. I, like, I know a Southerner when I hang out with them. Yeah. Orlando is uh, a really challenging mission field, but because it's so challenging, it's, um, it is uh, exciting. You know, you ne- like, like Father Matt says, I mean, you know, uh, some months ago we, we sat down and told a story that could only have happened uh, in my particular neighborhood, I suppose, in, in, in Orlando. It seems like a perfectly Orlando story, um, that thing with the pie shop. I think that's in episode two or three. Um, yeah, I forget. Yeah. <laughs> I blocked it from my memory. <laughs> yeah, I uh, wish I had. Uh, well, Father Matt, thank you so much for taking the time. This is a really busy time for, for, for him as he um, embarks on this ex- extremely amazing uh, journey as a church planter and especially as he is actively seeking the busyness of being a parish priest while building a parish from the ground up. And so, um, which is to say that as people look for all souls, when we answer the question that I'm about to ask you, please remember Father Matt in your prayers. Remember his family in your prayers. Yes. Uh, In a time we, we were recording in 2019, look at the news Everybody's very anxious. It's a time of high anxiety, at least it is in the States, probably as well in other parts of the world where you're listening. Um, so when you pray, 
send a couple up for Father Ainsley and his family as they seek to do this. Thank you. This, this work in cooperation with Grace. So how can, as they pray, how can people learn more about All Souls here in Horizon West? Well, if you're local, you can come visit us on a Sunday morning at 10 a.m. at Bay Lake Elementary in Horizon West. Otherwise, you can go to allsoulsfl.org. We're going to beef up the website and get some more stuff on there. But to kind of stay in the loop, you know, you can sign up for a mailing list. And then you can follow us on uh, Instagram, allsoulsfl, or uh, Facebook, allsoulsfl as well. And we post updates and pictures and, and blogs and vision stuff. But the best way is, of course, to come yeah. and experience <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah, that's right. Because you can talk about liturgy or you can be a part of it. Yeah. Mm, there's a sermon there, Father. Well, we hope that, um, as usual, our time together in the sacristy is edifying and encouraging to you. And as we conclude uh, this podcast, we want to pray for the mission of the entire church, but especially... Uh, with all souls in mind. So together, let's pray, Father. Ever-living God, whose well it is that all should come to you through your Son, Jesus Christ, inspire our witness to him, that all may know the power of his forgiveness and the hope of his resurrection, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Amen.